This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good evening. This is the Evening Edition with Sharmila. Tonight, we're back with our Clean Cut series where we invite comedians to come to the station and perform a set. In case you missed our previous episodes, the idea here is to challenge them to perform without risking our license or their reputations. So you'll be hearing an interview we did with them, followed by the set they performed here at our BFM offices. For this week, here's comedian and musician Russell Curtis in an interview with our producer Alia Zefri. Okay, how about you tell us a little bit about your background? I understand that you were uh, doing music before this. What made you jump into doing comedy? Uh, so music uh, has always been my thing. Like it's, I, I truly believe it's, it was a calling. Um, unfortunately, I only got into it uh, as an adult. Uh, coming from an Asian family, you know how it is, lah. Get mm. a real job, you know. This one is going to be very hard for you to make a living out of mm. it. Um, so I did the the usual, you know, um, studied, got my degree, settled down, started a family, um, and then uh, a friend of mine who was um, actually a producer for an Astro show, um, and he went and signed me up for an audition. For a, for a program that they were working on at the time, and he said, "Look, I've done my part. Go, don't go. It's all it's all on you, lah." Now, um, so I figured, you know, why not? Let's go try, lah. Um, the show was called Blast Off, which mm. was an Astro production, and uh, the band was called Curtis Blues Review. And as they say, the rest is history, lah. We actually made it to the finals, got our first recording deal, came out with a single, and. Um, and I've been sort of like doing entertainment since then, which was like 2005. Still had like day jobs and stuff. Um, it was only in 2008 when I decided to go fully into entertainment and music. So I studied uh, hotel catering and management and culinary arts. So I've I had a strong foundation in F&B um, operations and also having been doing entertainment for a while, I was able to be a consultant for groups that wanted to develop their entertainment programs. I was the only one at that time, to my knowledge, who was actually doing that as a role, in-house role, for a group. And I ended up opening like a bunch of clubs and and, and restaurants. Uh, all the while, simultaneously working on my music. Uh, eventually released my first album in 2014. End of 14, early 15. That went on to get a... Two or three AIM nominations, and um, I've been doing music since. Um, Travel quite a bit, uh, done quite a few international festivals and, and events. In 2019, see, I've always been a fan of the genre of stand up comedy, um, been a fan of it my whole life. Never had the, the guts to actually do it. But looking back, you know, hindsight being 2020, I've actually been kind of doing it here and there. As part of my live music acts. Mm. Um, so I figured, okay, this is where I want to really, really learn the art form. And I went down to the grassroots and I started doing open mics end of 2019. Um, it was going very well. Um, I I didn't realize it at the time, but apparently I made some very quick strides. Um, and then the pandemic hit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then anyways, I, I couldn't do comedy anymore. Um, 
and it was also a whole other thing because everything that I'm involved in is basically entertainment based. All my my multiple businesses are all entertainment based. So I basically got shut down 360 in March 2020. Right. Right. Um used to have a a private concert space called Russell's KL that was just up the road actually after a year of zero revenue we had no choice but to close but i i i i i have to say the pandemic was was not as bad for me as it was for many many others i know um i i'm the type where i i can only lose my mind for a short period of time then i go into work mode 30 days into the pandemic i started a show called the Russell Curtis Home Acoustic Sessions it was the first ticketed online show at that time no one was i mean people were going live but no one was selling tickets so i started this ticketed um online weekly online show and i used to perform uh from my from a uh, my home studio that i set up that went on to like 100 episodes and that got me through the pandemic things opened up in 2021 it was like non-stop shows back to back so i effectively took a long break from comedy and when things started to settle down a little bit um beginning of this year that's when i figured okay now it's time for me to really really see where this can go with things being the way they are i mean it is the genre itself is kind of um sensitive here in malaysia especially what happened with the comedy club getting closed down and that affected the scene a lot because we now didn't have a place to work out and by work out i mean the open mics comedy is very different from music in the sense uh, as a musician you can practice at home and really tighten up your performance and then go on stage and perform it to people but with comedy you need an audience to tighten your performance like you have to try your material on actual people and see what works what doesn't work and of course you get better at the writing as uh, as time goes then the more you do it but you still need a stage with living people <laughs> so what i did was um basically started a club and uh i now run the KL comedy club which is uh honestly going very well because we now have a place to work out and do our shows and and for people to come and basically i mean it's just laughter in the day right comedy is it's not a it is it is is it's such a it's such a real it's such a pure thing you know those who think that it's about us saying things to upset and offend are not are not the ones who come to comedy shows if you've been to a comedy show you'll know the difference between someone who's saying things to make you laugh as opposed to someone who's saying things to hurt and offend right there's a very clear difference yeah So um I've got a two prong question uh, in doing your comedy set and performances who's your biggest inspiration and how would you describe your brand of comedy Being a mixed Malaysian I talk about it in my set um it is a I I guess it's 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 somewhat of a unique perspective uh, although there are many others like me and we tend to share the same um I want to say grievances for lack of a better word uh, like for example a lot of mixed malaysians uh, will have to be extra careful about where they eat during ramadan you know uh, before i got tattoos uh, the kaka won't serve me during ramadan you know because she's not sure what i am yeah so um and also growing up in a mixed family you have uh, different uh, different cultures to draw on and it's all it's just a whole unique difference uh, different experience 
My brand of comedy is basically, I would say, observational. They say the best is to go with what you know. Everything I talk about on stage is something that's actually happened to me or things that my sons have actually said or my wife has actually said that I found, oh, okay, that's that's kind of funny. And um, clearly it happens to other people because they tend to relate to it, yeah. What do you feel about uh, being asked to come here and perform a clean comedy set? Oh, I think it's 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 fun. It's uh, no doubt a little bit challenging because the minute you put the label clean on it, you start to think, okay, can I say that or can I not say that, you know? But I, abs- I absolutely believe that comedy can be clean and funny. It doesn't have to be dirty to be funny. It's not a prerequisite, you know? There are different styles of comedy, but um, clean comedians are very funny. Gabriel Iglesias is very, very funny and it's family-friendly comedy, you know? Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Um, this journey so far, uh, although it hasn't been that long, it's uh, it's definitely something I'm going to see through till the end. So a lot of people ask me, why now? At this point in my life, at mm. this age, at this stage in my career, why the sudden shift? The sudden switch, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people have asked me that. Because, um, I mean, I, I put in a lot of time and effort into my music career and I've gone to a stage where I'm fairly good at it. Mm. Um, it's paid for everything, you know, for my wife didn't work for a decade. She did nothing but help me and we've managed to raise two kids and it's it's been a comfortable living. Why now? Because I think how I sing or the way I perform right now musically, it, it's going to be hard to do it at that same level in 20 years' time. But comedy is something, as long as you can speak, make your way up on stage... You can do it. You can do it till you die. So I've been a musician for most of my life, but there's a chance I might die as a comic, I think. No one said you have to choose one or the other, right? No reason why I can't do both. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, this has been a really, really fun experience. And if anyone's listening, uh, don't forget to support the KL Comedy Club because we really need the support. And trust me, come to a show and you'll see. It's it's not as bad as people say it is. It actually is a really, really fun night out. So that's KL Comedy Club. We're on Instagram. Look us up. That was an interview that our producer, Alia Zefri did with comedian and musician Russell Curtis. We're going to be heading for a break now, but after that, you'll be hearing the set that he performed live in front of BFMers here in the office. You're listening to BFM's Clean Cut, BFM 89.9. Big Front Man, BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're listening to Clean Cut, our monthly comedy series where we invite a comedian to come and perform a set in our offices with the challenge that it has to be funny but clean. Before the break, you heard an interview uh, with comedian Russell Curtis conducted by our producer Alia. And now, here's the set that Russell performed. What's up, BFM? Make some noise! Yeah, it's a very different intro as opposed to we're here for stand-up comedy today. <laughs> this is very corporate, huh? When you have an allocated slot for laughing yeah, in your day, right? Uh, but yeah, so this is what it looks like when everyone keeps telling me to get a real job. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I think I'd fit in here at BFM. Big fat matcha. Yeah. Y'all don't have many of those here, the looks of it. Yeah. Why is that, huh? Is BFM not diverse, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
HR is in the corner there, approving the laughs. Okay. Do you guys want to sit down? Uh? We still have some people walking in. Hi guys, welcome, welcome. Come, are you joining? Okay, uh, I'll introduce myself again for those who don't know me. Make some noise if you've heard my name before. Woo! Two people, nice. Yeah. So now you know why I'm doing comedy instead. <laughs> the music's going great. Yeah. But I see the look on uh, people who follow my music career. Uh, they don't realize this, but I see the facial expression when I tell them I'm doing comedy. They're like, oh, yes, huh? Like I just got cancer or something. You know, oh. But it's, it's going quite well, I must say. I mean, laughter is the best, right? You all don't even believe that yourselves. <laughs> so I'll start again. I introduce myself. My name is Russell Curtis. I am a mixed Malaysian. Um, my dad is Indian Burmese. My mom's dad was Portuguese. And her mom is Chinese French. Yeah. But I still apparently look like a DJ. Uh, I was at an event once and I got recognized and this guy was like, yo, can I get a picture with you? And I said, yes, as a performer, this is the best feeling. And he was like, takes it, he walks away, his friend's like, who's that? He said, mate, that's DJ Khaled. <laughs> and his friend's like, yo, can I get a picture? I was like, another one. Not bad, BFM, quite young. Y'all get that reference. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I was explaining my ethnic cocktail to uh, a lady, a Chinese lady. I don't know why Chinese ladies are very interested in this. I took out a pen and paper and started writing it down. Ah, Indian, yeah, Portuguese, Chinese, French. Anyway, sir, very sorry. The landlord only want to rent to Chinese people. <laughs> you ever wonder why there's so many Indian guys going out with Chinese girls? Yeah. It's not because yeah, it's not because they are obsessed with their straight long hair or their slender physique or their creamy jaundice skin. Yeah. It's because they don't want to be homeless. I'm, no, for real. Make some noise if you know a Chindian couple. They're everywhere, right? That's what if you don't know the term Chindian is Chinese Indian, right? Yeah, even in the term also the Indian comes second. Yeah. Chindian couple. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm being honest, it's also because Indian guys are super confident. La. This is why Chinese girls love them. You all know this, right? Indian guys are the most confident guys you'll ever meet. If an Indian guy is wrong and you try and correct him, she's already laughing. <laughs> Clearly, she's tried to do this before. He will never say, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. You know what he'll say? Oh, Change already, yeah. <laughs> like as though it was always like that and then they changed it and they didn't tell me. <laughs> I know a guy, Sifa, my good friend. Growing up, he used to say, how do you pronounce H-O-T-E-L? He used to say hotel. <laughs> he said, Macha, five-star hotels are the best. <laughs> I said, bro, that's not how you pronounce it. He said, how you spell? H-O-T, hot, E-L-L, -L, hotel. I said, it's H-O-H-O-T-E-L, hotel. Oh, change your <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> Indian guys can be a bit, a bit mean sometimes, a bit mean. I was at a mama. By the way, don't get me wrong, uh, okay? I'm a big fan of Chindian couples. You know why? I think it's the most Malaysian, most Mohiba thing ever. Indian guy hooks up with Chinese girls and they make kids who look like Malay. <laughs> One Malaysian. <laughs> Speaking of one Malaysia, I was at the mama. This couple walks in, 
and uh, they're sitting down to eat, and this guy is like ordering for both of them. He say, "Ane, Maggi goreng, donkey, same." And I was like, "What?" Exactly. I see the look on some of the ladies' faces. It's 2023. This is not cool. So I thought maybe it's a mistake, lah. And he does it again. Teo eyes, donkey, same, huh? I said, no, cannot be, cannot be, cannot be. Maybe her name is Dawn Key, D-A-W-N-K-E-E. And he's just calling her by her full name. I do that all the time. My wife's name is Shana Chong. I always ask her, Shana Chong, for the love of God, what do you want to eat? By the way, she never knows, huh? It's a miracle I'm able to stay as nourished as I am, lah. So I go up to her while he goes to smoke. I say, excuse me, miss, my name is Russell. Is your name Dawn? And she was like, huh? No, uh, why? Uh? I said, then why do you put up with this? It's not right for him to berate you like this in public. And you know what she says? She's like, yeah, he huh? always like that one. Uh. <laughs> I said, okay, donkey, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Enjoy your Maggie Goreng. <laughs> oh man, it's, uh... so my dad's family is uh, Indian. But you know, even though we're Malaysian Indians, we still have some, some of those remedies that are supposed to be miracle, uh, magical, uh, like turmeric, for example. Do you all know this? Uh, turmeric to Indian families uh, is like vibranium to Wakanda, you know. <laughs> right? It works on everything. Every single thing. Good for skin, good for wounds, good for weight loss, apparently. Which is ironic because it's delicious when put in food and that's how you gain the weight to begin with. My grandmother heard that the neighbors were getting a divorce. And she was like, are you sad lah? They didn't try turmeric la. <laughs> So I had enough lah. I told, I, said, I told all my cousins, I said, no, that's not true. Turmeric doesn't work for everything. It's not as good as you say. You know what my cousin said to me? Oh, change it, yeah. <laughs> oh man. We got any married people in the house? Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like married for more than 10 years to me. It's more like a whew. Any married more than 10 years make some noise? Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, it's tough, I know. Any married for five years? This is one guy at the back. <laughs> but I've been married for a long time, so this is why I can, I can relate. I've been married this year for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. This guy's looking at me like, wow, somebody married you. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and my wife is Chinese, bro. <laughs> yeah, I could, uh, so clearly I'm not homeless. La, you know. it's, I, I share with you a secret, okay, of being married for that long. Guys, we mess up. This is what we do. Even if you're in relationships, we mess up. It's just our nature. But you know what? We have to change, put the ego aside. When we mess up, fess up and apologize. Baby, I'm sorry. I messed up. I'm probably going to do it again, but I swear to you, I'll try my best to be better. Can we move on? And she will accept it. Trust me, I know, I've done this many times. But women, y'all also have to understand, when y'all mess up, put aside your egos also. This is very hard for them, guys. So this is what we have to do as men. Help them hold her hand and say, Baby, I'm very sorry I made you mess up. <laughs> I will try my best to make sure this doesn't happen. But if it does, I will take the blame for this. Can we move on? 
and they will move on. Right, ladies? Yeah, they don't believe me for some reason. <laughs> but I will, I, will, I will end with this. I don't know. I think it's probably going to get censored. But this is just for you guys. La. Just for you guys here. There's a lot of things that we don't talk about, about being married for that long, 20 years especially. But there's a song that Ed Sheeran wrote that works very well for this. Explains it perfectly. Would you like me to sing it for you? Yeah. I, I, I can kind of sing, so... <laughs> Uh, it goes like this. And that's all you get to hear from us today. That part of the set that you didn't get to hear was a little too spicy for us to put on air. But if you'd like to hear the full Russell Curtis comedy set, or hear him sing for that matter, you can catch his shows at the KL Comedy Club. Let us know what you thought about the segment and who else you'd like to hear um, share their sets and jokes with us. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, or tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to Clean Cut BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.